Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. special guest (laughs) 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 returning host Brianna Wu how you doing Bri I'm back I made it I am officially back so oh my god I missed you guys so much Mm -hmm. and not just because I couldn't talk to anyone for an entire (laughs) month but yeah yeah I've really been looking forward to doing the show uh today so it is not the same without you is it not? Is it, it is not? not. Tell me how much they, you missed me. They let, let me, me talk know. way too much, Brie. It was terrible. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about that. Like, I think, like, I get to filibuster four shows straight, right? That's the way it works. Am I, I wrong about right. that? <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. All right. I, all right. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that's what's written into the contract, or at least it will be by the time that this show is over. So, yes, yes, right, that's true. right. It that's probably true. it's probably that's already true. there. So, I didn't say the shots while I was gone. Were they good? Did they suck? Like, <laughs> what's the quality like when I'm around? Yeah. They were they were good. They were still good shows. They were just different. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're missing the woo connection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's like the rainbow connection, but uh, it's like the this, movie Alien. If you watch that and they took out the alien, it wouldn't be the same movie. Like, is yeah. that like Garfield without John? Is that yeah. like? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. Exactly. Garfield, <laughs> Garfield minus Garfield. Yeah, that's right. But the problem right, is right, that Garfield exactly. minus Garfield is actually improved. And the show was not improved. Oh. Was was not improved minus Brie. So. All right, all right. I like Garfield. <laughs> well, I brought up with the I, Garfield hate there, Steve. So I know to all of our listeners out there, like my voice has changed a little bit, and uh, yeah, it's really weird because, like, I think of myself as like this tough action hero person, and now. You know, it's just like my voice range is so different. It's really, really strange to get used to, let me tell you. So I don't know, um, but I hope our listeners will be able to get used to it quickly. So, so so did you actually like act out the entirety of The Little Mermaid while you were recovering from surgery? I, I, I feel new empathy for Ariel because not being able to talk sucks. <laughs> And I have to tell you, like, it is so hard communicating with your husband when you're yeah. like, we worked out a series of like, of, of like gestures, wild gestures to, <laughs> to show him what I mean. It's like, I think that I, I think I can picture some of the gestures yeah. you might have used. Yeah, you sure can. You sure can. <laughs> I mean, Georgia, you're married to a dude. You know what this is like. Uh, they're not great at listening sometimes. So when you can't talk, it really exacerbates that problem, I have to say. So you're like, I want to. It's very hard. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 And I, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get to it today. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have to talk before we break into the show. I mean, Brie, we, you're just making some, some big steps. First, you, you make your bravo, welcome back introduction and <laughs> all that. And then also a uh, little birdie, uh, also named Brie, tells me <laughs> that uh, you are running for a political position. Do you want to tell us more about that? I am. Um, you know, the last time I was on the show, it was right after Trump won the election, and it was a pretty hard show to do. Um, and I've I've really been thinking a lot about that. I got into games because I was really passionate about video games, but it's it's hard to sit down, even though we have the, the funding lined up to produce a new game. I'm really not sure that I can feel great about making pleasant distractions for a living when there's so many incredibly serious things facing our nation. Uh, you know, the biggest one being global warming. Uh, you know, we have a president that doesn't believe that's an issue and is looking at a former CEO of Exxon as their secretary of state. So, you know, I've done a lot of soul searching uh, and asking myself, if I really want to stomach going back into politics, which was my first job out of college. And I've been thinking a lot about it, and I'm almost certain that I am going to uh, run here in Massachusetts in the 8th District uh, in 2018 against Stephen Lynch. Uh, you know, this is a pretty bad guy, I have to say. Uh, Steve, we were tweeting a bit uh, you know, before the show you were showing me some of his, uh, you know, anti-gay rights legislation in the '90s, where he put he he tried to put a provision into a hate crimes bill that if the gay person was somehow found to be doing lascivious uh, actions, that that would trigger like a gay panic defense justifying hate crimes. You know, he's not someone that really believes in a woman's right to choose. He's very lukewarm on, you know, gay rights. He's lukewarm on women. He's lukewarm on Black Lives Matter. On really every single social issue, he's on the wrong side of it. And the biggest thing is he has not showed very good leadership at all against Trump or really the Republican assault on our civil rights for the last few years. So I am almost certainly going to raise a few million dollars and run against him in Massachusetts. So, yeah, it's pretty scary. Bree, that yeah. is awesome Isn't news. It? Isn't it? It's very exciting. I have to Holy tell you, God. Georgia, I have to tell you, there are, tell me. There are so many people out there that are liberals and they they run, but it's sort of I'd almost call it a vanity project. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not serious about fundraising. They're not serious candidates. I want to tell you, this dude better be ready for the fight of his <laughs> life if I run. Yeah. You know, my he, first, not, he doesn't know what's coming at him, does he? Doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, one of my first jobs out of college was working uh, you know, at very high levels in Washington. I've raised tons of money on political teams. I've worked on every single presidential election since 2004. Um, you know, and beyond that, you know, my husband is head of IP for a company that's on the NASDAQ, you know, biotech. We're pretty plugged in there. And, you know, if I'm going to do this, this guy mm -hmm. only managed to raise $1.2 million in his last cycle. 
And I know that's a lot of money, but I believe with me being kind of a nationally known person that I can really go toe to toe with him on that. And ultimately, I've just got to get a few tens of thousands of people to pull a lever for me in a primary. So um, I'm really I'm really going to set out to do this. I'm going to bust my ass for the next few years and make this happen. Oh, I love it. I love that it. Awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want to be on the receiving end of when Brianna Wu gets uh, gets her engines revved up and ready to go. So, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I think that we've, we've kind of been on the other end. You better be careful. <laughs> I don't know. Someone, someone better be paying attention. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, seriously, do you, got, do you guys have questions about why it's like, I don't want it to be a monologue. Like, what do you, what do you think about like running for office? Like, what questions do you have about the process? Well, what, do you, what do you even do, Bree, to get set up for that? Because that's a big undertaking, right? Like, you're giving up a lot. And you've, you've taken on people before and gone through a lot of brunt. But running for politics, that's another level. So what are your thoughts about, like, having to go through what you're going to have to go through to go through that? And really, what, what's the process to get started? So I think the most important thing is to raise money, you know, just being straight up with you, Georgia. You know, this guy's been in uh, Congress since the 90s, and the difference in candidates that succeed and fail is it's money. So that is the foremost thing on my mind. As far as the harassment and BS that I'm sure this is going to happen being in the political arena, it's going to suck. But honestly, I've gone through Gamergate, and I just yeah. can't imagine anything worse than that. Uh, in fact, I imagine politics and law enforcement might actually take my death threats seriously if I'm running for the House. So... Um, I mean, it's a big, uh, it's a big step, Georgia. And, you know, yeah. Frank and I had a conversation tonight, you know, with Pizzagate, you had somebody that showed up, uh, with an assault rifle based on, you know, some Gamergate style lies about this, you know, pizza joint that's just utterly ridiculous. And, you know, they showed up to a place with an assault rifle. They're very lucky no one was hurt. Um, mm. you know, Frank and I did have a, a conversation about if we're willing to you know, put our lives on the line to run. But I just, I really think it's it's really important. I think, you know, I think Hillary Clinton was a good candidate, but I think we need Democrats that aren't afraid to throw a punch and aren't afraid to really get in there and fight back against these Republicans because the truth is being nice just doesn't work with them. And I think this kind of lukewarm leadership that is more worried about getting reelected next term than really taking a stand. I think it's just really gotten the United States to a very dangerous place. So, you know, I'm going to step up. I'm not sure if I can win, but I'm sure going to give it my all. That's amazing. I'm sure that some of our listeners are wondering what, if any, effect this would have on your participation, like here and on Rocket also. I'm not like, going but, anywhere. Okay. I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry about that. Uh no, I think I think uh, it'll be good. Like even if I win, um, you know, obviously step down from you know being CEO of Giant Space Cap. But I think doing a show here, a podcast every few weeks. You know, Bernie Sanders was on Air America once a week every year in Vermont. So if a senator can take time for that, I can take time for my shows. Okay, 
I think uh, too, people should uh, take this opportunity to, you know, all the listeners that are out there, take this opportunity to ask Bree questions and send those in, um, you know, via voicemail or via uh, tweets. Uh, because I, yeah, I think that you know there there are probably lots of questions out there <laughs> regarding this, and Absolutely. it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless well. of anything, it's incredibly exciting, and just hearing you like passionately talk about these things, it uh, it felt like there should be some. Patriotic music in the background there, and like yeah, Mike. If I can say one more thing on that, you know, I'm I'm not that special a person. Like I'm I'm stubborn. That's my number one trait. But what we really need is we need women and underrepresented minorities all out there across the country to step up and run in their party, and you know, kind of hold the Democratic Party accountable. I didn't particularly support Bernie because I thought he was a little too loose on specifics, but I loved his passion on Black Lives Matter, especially on economic issues. And even if I don't think his economic plan was the best, I think that he really tapped into a disconnect in our party between the people that support our politicians and what the politicians actually stand for. We so desperately need more women in Congress. We desperately need more black people in Congress. We desperately need more LGBT people in Congress because you know, the truth is it's kind of seen as a boutique issue. It's seen as like an optional mission objective. They passed a, a law this week in Oklahoma that mandates these anti-choice signs in bathrooms there. So if you're a woman just trying to, you know, wash your hands, you've got to read all this stuff guilt tripping you into, you know, choices about your own body. It's just absolutely unconscionable. And I think the only way we're going to change that is if a lot of women out there across this nation you know, decide to step up and run. Just look at the leaders we have right now. They're not that smart and they're not that good. <laughs> so, you know, I think I think we've really got to reach inside ourselves and find that bravery. And what's so nice is that you also have this great technical knowledge and about the importance of privacy and what's happening. And you can actually speak about it from a place of understanding, not just a place of I've heard about this and this sounds like an interesting idea. And I think that when people are making laws and regulations about a topic of which they have no um, real deep understanding with, it's so easy with a technical topic such as that to make mistakes that will cost everyone in the future. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Well, you really hit the nail on the head. And, you know, when you're elected to Congress, you uh, basically the Democratic leadership, uh, party leadership, I should say, puts you in different subcommittees. And I would definitely want to be on the technology subcommittee because you've really hit it on the head, Georgia. Um, you know, we've seen cyber warfare in this last election potentially like catastrophically affect our nation. Um, mm -hmm. We need leaders there that understand these issues and aren't getting their talking points from Verizon, which we've seen in the last yeah. few months. Uh, you know, we really it's need It's funny, but true. Yeah. You're not even being sarcastic. No, I'm not that. being. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. They had, yeah. uh, we yeah, had yeah, the yeah. Mirai Bodnet, and somebody was up there linking it to SOPA. And, like, you know, it's an absolute joke. I mean, it's a lie. Um, you know, we need. We need leadership in the House that, 
you know, like look at the Mirai botnet. You know, Amazon is selling these Internet of Things devices and they can be very easily hacked. This is a national security issue. You know, it took down a good yeah. portion of the, the journalistic institutions here in the United States. We need people in the House that can understand those issues. And, you know, all down the line, like look at uh, games on Android, which collects so much data about your children. It should absolutely be illegal. Um, you know, we need people to understand these issues in Congress. And also not to go in the other direction, too, and say, oh, well, you know, Wi-Fi cameras have, you know, compromised the Internet, so let's just shut down Wi-Fi cameras entirely. Like, right. you need, you right. need to under, be, be able to understand nuance and not just, you know, this thing is bad, so shut it all down. It, you know, and right. that's the kind of thing right. that you don't see with people who have been in Congress for the last two decades from before, like, people had Internet in their house reliably. And yeah. they, they haven't had to learn a lot of the stuff because they just haven't had to use it for their jobs or, you know, really understand it. And and that's a real failing that we have in, in who's making the laws in this country a lot of the time. It, it's so true. It's absolutely true. So, you know, I'll leave it there. But, uh, you know, we're definitely if I did decide to run, um, you know, I'm helping out there that our. Uh, disruption listeners might support my campaign. Uh, you know, I am going against a long-term incumbent here in uh, Massachusetts, so it's not going to be an easy campaign. But you know, again, we're just talking a few ten thousand, tens of thousands of people, and getting them to pull the lever from me instead of the other guy. And I just, I believe, if we're on a smart campaign, we can outflank this guy. Boom! Yeah, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Bree, uh, we'll be here the whole time yeah. rooting you on, and yes. uh, I'm excited and, and good luck. We'll, of course, we'll be we'll be here from Campaign Central, which will there be the coolest go. part. <laughs> Campaign Central from, from the um, war room, as it were. Yeah, Ooh, right. I love it. Right, the Situation Room, even. Um, well, here's the other situation. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo finally made good on its promise uh, to release. That was rerun, and now we're going to talk about Mario. Ah, run. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, we all have different uh, <laughs> different pronunciations for Mario, Yay. but uh, <laughs> what we can agree on one thing: Super Mario Mario Run is officially out today. And I think it's funny because I asked Apple to notify me when it was out, and. Um, it only just sent me um, an email about, I want to say, 20 minutes ago. But the game has been out all day. Well, you didn't say to say it right away when it was out. I guess, yeah, I guess that's that's accurate. I but, mean, uh, yeah. in fairness, you have Twitter notifications turned on, so you pro- you did get a notification, just not from the App Store. That That's probably, <laughs> yes, that's accurate. Uh, Super Mario Run is here. Super Mario Run is here. Let's talk about it. What does everybody think of the game? It's so good. Oh, my God. I love this game. This is amazing. I mean, and also I'm kicking your butt, Steve. Well, so. <laughs> yeah, well, with your Photoshop yeah. skills, yes. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. no. You were the one that Photoshopped, I do believe. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Throwing some major shade. That hostile very quickly. <laughs> that yeah. escalated quickly, yeah. This went, this went from happy to dark fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I, I I could talk about this all day. Somebody else go. Like, I mean, oh. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, you, you don't Georgia? you don't want yeah. me. You really don't want me to start. So go go ahead, Georgia. Oh God, <laughs> Steve, are you going to be salty? I, okay, I, so I I was I was not I was like lukewarm towards the game um, before I played it. Uh, I was like, ah, another side scroller. No, this game is really well made. Yeah, like 
really well made, really a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. I And I didn't think that I would. I'm like, ah, oh, how am I going to do a side scroller? I'm so past, you know, side scrollers. It's not going to be really well thought out. I thought that they would really cheap out. The graphics were really nice, but I was like, ah, oh, maybe they're going to cheap out on the gameplay. They did not. This is a good game. Like, well worth the $10 that you're going to be spending on it. Privacy issues set aside. Um, no, I really like it. I think that this is a game that everyone should put onto uh, their phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, okay, so I am not the biggest gamer. We all know that. Um, and I genuinely, I have... I've had only one game on my phone for the longest time, and it was that I can't even think of what it's called, but it's like a train track game. And you build, oh, it's called Mini Metro, and you build oh, like a so little good. train yeah. system. Yeah, that's a fun, fun, fun game. But other than that, I don't have any games on my phone. Well, I had to download Super Mario Run this morning for work so that we could write about it. <laughs> and I have been playing it throughout the day, and I think it's a lot of fun. When I first got into it, I opened it, and y- you know, how Mario like automatically vaults over small uh, jumps and also over enemies. When I first found that out, I was like, that is not the greatest thing. Like, uh, let me be the one to jump over those things. That seems kind of, I don't know, like it takes away from the gameplay. However, once I started actually playing and getting into it, it made a lot of sense. So yes, you know, Mario automatically moves, which is not, you know, the typical old school Mario where you would actually move the character. But um, I think that this game is really well done, and I'm glad they took the time to make sure they got it right. I, I haven't experienced any launch issues or anything like that, and my, like the most fun thing for me so far has been the oh goodness, what are they called? The the toad rallies. Um, I think that the rallies are a lot of fun, which it's all about style. You have to have like the best jumps and the, the most coins and that kind of thing. And I have enjoyed playing that and winning little toads for my kingdom. So yeah, I mean, I am really digging this game. I have not paid the $10 yet to what? Uh, unlock the full game. Um, <laughs> but that's because I just have not had the opportunity to do so yet. Like now that I've been playing it, I think it's a lot of fun and that's totally going to happen. No, you have to pay the $10 because then you get to unlock all the super challenging uh, Toad Rally levels. And it's super short too. Like uh, I just beat the game before the show. It's, what? It, yeah, I did. It's only six levels long. So six times four, 24 levels, which is not that much for a level you can beat in like two minutes. Uh, I was I was really pissed that this game did not come with Princess Peach or oh, any yeah. female yeah. character unlocked. And it's like, and yes. the game starts off yeah. and it's like, oh, oh. Mario, I'm being kidnapped. And I'm like, again. Damn it. Well, well, in fairness, she baked a cake first. So, oh, oh Lord. When I saw oh. the cake, I, when I saw her say that I'm going to bake a cake, I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So that, that, dated. that is not okay. It is so dated. She is, there, there's a Reddit thread that just counts all the times Princess Peach has been kidnapped. And it's just ridiculous. So, um, how many times? I'm it's like, like 24. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's just, just take however many Mario games there are and just add three. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So dated. No, it's terrible. But at least when you uh, get to the end of World 6, uh, you can play as Princess Peach. Uh, now, it's interesting. Does Mario get trapped and you have to save him? No. 
And he should. So all you do is you hook up your My Nintendo account to it and you get Toad and you have to beat the game to get Peach? Right. Yeah. And if you want to play as Toadette, you have to keep playing the Toad levels until you get 200 uh, of the first three color Toads. Uh, red, blue, and green, I do believe, which is, you know, that's going to take me at least 10 or 15 hours. So it's just, it really frustrates me that in 2016, especially on iOS, where women are very clearly the majority, um, you know, of, of gamers by every single metric, you know, here we are still, women as reward, you know, Princess Peach kisses Mario at the end as a reward for, you know, you beating the game. It's just terrible messaging. Ugh. But, you know, that aside, uh, the gameplay is just excellent. I'm completely addicted to whooping up on Steve's butt and just completely <laughs> destroying him. Uh-huh. Like, I see, uh-huh. I'll see it at the end. It'll be like, Steve will have more coins. And I'm like, no, that's not going to stand <laughs> That's going to be over right now. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, I, I just want to one more time before we get into whatever's going to make us sad, according to Steve. <laughs> yeah. um, I absolutely, the gameplay has been fantastic. Like, that's the one thing that surprised me about this. Again, because I was so worried that uh, it was not going to make sense for, to me for some reason. And it has proven to be a lot of fun. So, Steve, tell us uh, why we're not going to be happy about what you have to say. Oh, okay, so before I, before I say anything else, it is very well done as far as... You know, aside for some from some, you know, onboarding issues like that ridiculous list of countries that you have to scroll through for like 15 oh, minutes. That is so stupid. Um, you know, when when they could just ask for your location and get your country like fine, like it. It's very well done. It looks it looks and feels like a Mario game. I, I will say that. I will say that there it is. If you're even thinking about it, you should at least try it because you will probably be pleasant surprised. All that said, problem that I that that I have personally, this is like a not for me thing, not less than it is like the game's not well made. I've probably played more platform games than like anything else other than like collectible card games over my lifetime because I just had a Nintendo and like that was it for like 10 years. And the problem that I have is that this is like the least interesting part of platform games, which is just collecting the coins and trying to like min max your way to collecting the coins. And that's never been what's interesting to me about platform games. So I'm playing it and I can see what it is. And I get frustrated every time that it is asking me to go in a direction, but I'm just kind of guessing blind because the, the purple coin that I'm looking for is on the other path. And that's not anything that's wrong with the game. It's something that's more like the way that I like to enjoy these games. But this is something that's kind of becoming a pattern with uh, the way that Nintendo's porting these mobile games, which is not a criticism, but just kind of a a, an observation that they're taking what people think is like the the iconic part of the game, which is not necessarily the most interesting part of the game, and making that the mobile game. Like, with, with Pokemon Go, it's catching the Pokemon. And and I had the same exact complaint about Pokemon Go at the time when it came out, too. And, and here it's, you know, it's it's collecting the coins. And, and maybe it's because I've played games like this, like the Rayman, um, what the hell was the name of it? Rayman Jungle Run 
and Fiesta Run, which were games like this. And there's a lot of like rhythm platform games that are like this too, that it's not really doing anything new for me. Like they they got the jumping pretty well, but just it's just like imprecise enough that I get frustrated when Mario's not doing what I want him to do. And it's it's like for a mobile game, it's great. For what I'm looking for in a Mario game or, or in a game like this, it's it's just not hitting the right notes for me. Ooh. Okay. So Ooh, those are fighting words, Brie. I'm, I'm not even saying it's I'm not saying it's a bad game. Do you hear do you hear the fear in Steve's voice? I'm not saying that? I'm angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no. Well, Steve, this is um <laughs> this is still oh. a free country and um <laughs> I guess you're you're entitled to your to your opinion. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you know, yeah. from a gameplay perspective, they've really uh, you know, boiled it down to its most basic elements, right? I, I think the collecting coins part of it, it's it, it has to reward what it can do well, which is really well-timed jumps and thinking through, like, your approach to different levels and pattern memorization. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, I personally think Super Mario 3D World is a better game than yeah. this. Which, of course, but this is on be. Right. Yeah. But this is on iPhone. Um, if I had any critique for it, I would say I think that... Some of their, um, this is using the exact same models that Super Mario Brothers 3D World uses, the same music as new Super Mario Brothers, um, you know, and the same assets. They didn't really create anything new for this game at all, mm. yeah. other than the mechanics. And I, I, I do think that's a little disappointing, but you know, I, I think it's flat out addictive, like challenging your friends online to like destroy them. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I got to the paywall and I was like, okay, do I really want to pay $10 for what I saw? Oh my and, God. And I, I know it's like, is this worth $10 to me to play it? And it, it, for right now, it's not, it's not. Oh my God. And maybe it's because they put that paywall like way too, way too quickly. That, uh, you know, that maybe they, the levels get more interesting as you go into it further. But it just like I, I got there. I'm like ten dollars. And, you know, ten dollars is not a lot of money, but it's like at the same time, it's a lot of money to a lot. Of people. It's a lot of money it's, for it's, a mobile game. Yeah. And yes, it and, is a lot of money for a mobile game. And, and it's like, you know, there's a, I could get a lot of mobile games for that amount of money. And is this commensurate to that just because it happens to have. Mario in it uh, I don't know and the other thing that kind of bugs me about it I would be a lot more willing to do it if and and I could be I could be completely wrong about this I was seeing this uh someone tweeting this out I could this could be wrong but from what I was seeing they don't tie for I don't know why Apple is letting them do this they're not tying the restore purchases to the Apple ID they're tying it to the Nintendo ID yeah, that's what we've experienced hmm. too. Yeah. That's really bad because like if I'm buying this now let me let's say that, you know, one of the kids wants it. So now I'm out another $10 and another $10. And it's like is this game worth like I just I just spent like $120 on Pokemon games, right? I don't know that I want to spend $40 on on Mario. Run. Well, I think that they have different profiles, don't they? Well, that's the problem is that because you have different profiles, you can't restore purchase. Like normally when you buy when you when you buy an in-app purchase, if you buy it on like I have everything tied to my store account. So if I buy an in-app purchase on, on my iPhone and Maureen wants it, she just d- does restore purchases and it works here. Everything's tied to like a unique Nintendo ID. 
And so we have to pay that $10 again to get it onto her phone. It's frustrating in the same way that I don't buy from the eShop very often for the same reason. You know what I mean? So that yeah. that's like an extra hurdle in front of the cash register for me knowing what my situation is. Yeah, we we found that too because Frank like he was like, "Well, I just don't know why I should have to pay that money. Like this is if you bought the game, I should be able to play the game." Exactly. So, I mean, he agrees with you, but I definitely think there's $10 of game here. I mean, it's just extremely well done. And I think there's a, you know, the competitive aspect of it is really, I I think it's the fun part of it. You know, just being able to challenge, like, people competitively. Like, come on, Steve. Like, we're tweet battling each other today. And it's like, (laughs) oh, I outscored you, Brianna. I'm going to be dead today. I mean, yeah. like I I, I was just taking advantage of you having just gotten the game. (laughs) I knew that was my one window and that was it so <laughs> it was i don't know it's a it's a social game i have to say like pokemon is i i agree with you george it's just a game in a completely different class uh, yeah so but I it's also know. you know it's also like you have they're they're bringing back the friend codes for this too and that's in like another level of Ugh. of friction you know it's like they're not again so i'm gonna i you know you sent me your friend your whatever it was like a link with with your friend code but i don't want to have to do that for Every single person, I have a Game Center account for that reason, right? That I, yeah. like, I don't want to have to be, I mean, I could, I could just go tweet out my my code and say, go add me. But, you know, it's like, why do I have to do everything all over again? Because Nintendo wants to be Nintendo. I don't know. I'm, I'm nitpicking, but it's just like, there's enough like little things that it's just like, I, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's just kind of like, it's, it's not, it's not grabbing me. So. Georgia, it's, what's it's, the point that you need to worry psychologically that someone's <laughs> unable to feel joy anymore? What's the point that you can tell that? Yeah. <laughs> well, we might be talking about a seasonal affective disorder, which uh, is very common yeah, during winter. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I can get, though, Steve, your point that it is not a vastly different game. Like, if you didn't like any of the other Mario games, this there there isn't as much nuance to this game. I think that the way that they handled it to put it onto mobile was really smart. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate. And it's a lot more, it has a lot more nuance than what I had expected. And so I think a little bit is expectational debt. I expected really almost nothing from this game and got much more and was really Uh, pleasantly surprised to it. I think that's how it was for me too, because yeah, you're right. I was not expecting anything whenever, you know, I'd heard about this game and other people were kind of getting excited about it, but it just kind of fell to the wayside for me. And in fact, I didn't really know that it was coming out leading up to today and, you know, that I played it and I was very impressed by it. So that, I think you're, you're dead on there because I, again was really just eh, okay you know that's gonna be cool when it finally comes out and then it hit today and i was like oh wow this is i'm pleasantly surprised at yeah. how fun this is and, and for me i got exactly what i expected it to be so and i knew that that's not really you know that's not for me which is fine you know which is which is fine to it it, it is a specific game if you're not really into um side scrollers plus really the fun fact games that-, that are a lot of fun and a lot of cool no i'm just kidding <laughs> Um, and the fact that Mario is moving the entire time, um, which usually the in some Mario games the world is moving and you have to kind of you know bounce out to it, but in other games you know you're you know you have a certain amount of control to that. That also might increase anxiety for some people that are that are going through it. So um, you know it might be just salt, salty Steve syndrome. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> 
might, no, but I think you make be. some valid points. <laughs> like, I, I get where you're coming from. And this game is not earth shattering for me, but the, you know, not many games yeah. are, I guess. <gasps> <laughs> but oh. I do quite like this game and it has earned an honored position of staying on my phone for more than a day, which wow. is a very rare, rare, rare <laughs> thing. Rare. Yeah. It joins Mini Metro as literally the only other game that has stayed on my phone for more well, than a day. The Mini Metro yeah. is really fantastic though. So that that is at least you have good taste in that one other game. So yeah. yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> So um, bef- before we move on, Steve, yeah. I have to derail this entire podcast okay. and ask you about uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Okay. Because that came out since I was on the DL, and I freaking love this game just beyond. It's my game of the year. I'm completely obsessed about it. I'm talking to strangers <laughs> online, trying to like trade the Ultra Beasts in Pokemon Sun to fill up my Pokedex. Uh, um, I freaking love this game. And it is by far the best Pokemon game uh, that Nintendo's ever put out. Do you hate it too? No, I don't. I don't hate it. I, mean, I, I don't put. It, I don't put more than five hours into games that I hate. Mostly, what my problem is is that I'm having to beg my daughters for access to the 3DS to play it. So I pretty much can only play it like after they've gone to bed. So and then I have to swap out the cartridges and then by the time by that point it's like ten o'clock and I'm so, I can only do like a half an hour a day because I can't even get my hands on the 3ds. Their bedtimes got mysteriously earlier, didn't they? So anyway, so I so I haven't had as much time to uh, to play it before the Hearthstone expansion came out and ruined my all life. Right, all right. So, but I but I do I do like what they're doing with it. Um, it, I wish that they didn't spend the first two hours in like forcing you to go through the tutorial for the eighth time. Oh um, God! See, I don't yeah. think that's fair. Two hours? I I don't think that's fair at all. I feel like for this one, they've there's no innovation that in any Pokemon game yet as much as this game. They completely got rid of gyms. There are no gym yeah. leaders. No, to I do take like out. that. You yeah. have uh, you have like um, basically challenges you have to do on each island instead. Yeah. Um, they've they've really rethought and have shaken up the the, the franchise. Uh, something I love is like traditional Pokemon games. As you're exploring, you have to dedicate moves like cut or smash yeah. or, or or push uh, to Pokemon on your team and waste one of your move slots with it. Here they just like give you a Pokemon that you can magically call with the X key and bring them in uh, to to go do that. But, you know, they, they changed all the proportions. The The characters are now, like, they look exactly, they have the same proportions as the, uh, the Pokemon cartoon. Uh, the characterization of everybody is a lot deeper than it's been in the past. Like, they really flesh out all of the characters. And frankly, you know, the end game, after you beat the game... That's when it really, really gets fun. Um, you know, the ultra beasts that you have to um, hunt down are some of the coolest Pokemon I've ever seen in history or hunting down all the idols in the island. I mean, it's, it's a really, really, really good Pokemon game. And I just I wish you could feel joy so you could understand that, Steve. Well, yeah. I, I think the, pro- <laughs> the problem with it is, is that it ta- like the end game is always kind of the best part of the po- of any Pokemon game. And I've, yeah. it, you know, I've also I've done this a bunch of times before. So it's like I'm used to the to the loop by now. Like I, I think XY was your first Pokemon game, right? 
Well, it was, was the first one I got serious, serious about. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I've I've gone deep into pretty much everyone since like Yellow. You know, you get used to the loop and, and it's just like I've played eight hours and I'm still just like just past the first trial. And it feels like I want to get to that stuff that I know is like down the line once you get to like the fifth or sixth, whatever the equivalent of gym leader is. And I'm not there yet. And I think that's why I'm kind of frustrated because I'm like I go I'm trying to catch uh, the one thing that I will I think hope well, we may be able to agree on is this. There's a this call for help mechanic that that the Pokemon have now where if you're trying to catch a wild pokemon sometimes it'll call it'll phone a friend and it'll have like another one come in and then you have to fight two of them just to try to catch one and you know when that happens a few times in a row that starts to it's like i just want to i just want an ev i don't want to fight six evs i just want one ev so i can have an ev and you know you're fighting for like a while to to try to get that to happen um yeah i definitely found that annoying yeah Um, but I, you know, that's, I feel like it's just, it's, it's so, it feels slower some way, even though you get like that quality of life enhancement in the, um, in not having to have like a slave Pokemon to attach all of your HMs to that. I'm, I'm anxious to get to that point, but I'm going through this early game that I've done so many times before and I just want to get through it. And it just feels like it's taking a long time, you know? Fair yeah. enough. Micah, yeah. how much of this conversation did you understand? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Pokemon is one of my faves. So, oh, have you yeah, played the new I, oh. I, I, No, I haven't. But you oh talking about them not having gym leaders anymore yeah. makes me want to run out and get it yesterday because that was always my least favorite part of playing Pokemon growing up was the, the gym leader battles. So these yeah. like, challenges and things like that and the more fleshed out characters. I love Pokemon. Yeah. always oh. have. So ah. this sounds incredible, well, and I certainly will be on the Bree side and not the yeah. uh, the salty steam. Well, side. The, well, the, well, we haven't even told them about the best part yet, though. If that's What's what, that? if that's your, which that um, the other new mechanic that they added is that after some battles, you actually can like brush the sand off of your Pokemon oh, yeah. to try to. So, great. so, so you got like they get their little face, and then you have to like brush them oh. off, or you you can like you get to pet your Pokemon. Yeah, you basically pet it, and then it has this very happy face, and it's all excited that you cleaned it off and that you cared about it. And, and every single Pokemon, just like a dog, it has a place where they want you to scratch them, so no. they're happiest, and they give you special animations. And some of them have places if you touch them there, they really don't like it. Just like a real dog. Yeah. So, oh my god! Yeah, I have to have this that game. in of itself just to kind of build that because the, the the best part when you of a Pokemon game is when you do like build that connection to like you know one yeah. of your main Pokemon, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's kind of forced. But the, you know this extra kind of caretaker mechanic really is pretty ingenious in helping you build that relationship because it really does oh. bring out their personality in a way that oh some of the gosh. other games really haven't. That sounds awesome. That makes me want this game so bad. In fact, my birthday is right around the corner, and Christmas is also right around the corner, which is the holiday that I celebrate. And so I might have to hint at a certain significant other of mine about needing this video game. If you do it, I have so many Pokemon I can give you, Micah, because we got the hardcore Pokemon farm hooked up at Casa de Wu. I'll tell you. All right. Yeah. Well, I will hit you up if if, uh, I, I get to open that. On on Christmas Day yeah. or my birthday, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't want you to think that I don't think it's a good game because I absolutely do think it's a good game. I just, you know, I'm, I want to get more into it. 
it's just I'm really having a hard time getting through the early game that I know like the the carrot is over there and I'm having trouble like going through to get to the carrot. You know what I mean? Well, and plus plus you have you know you've got to keep up your personal brand. If you don't complain about something, people might think that there's something wrong. <laughs> well, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, always be branding, Steve. I'll, I'll always be salting. Yes. Always be salting. <laughs> exactly. Well, what about this, Steve? What if the woos, you know, I mean, Team Rocket, well, I guess we're literally Team Rocket, yeah. like plotted yes. something to come over to your house and stop you from playing Pokemon? Would that, would that inspire <laughs> you to, like, reach inside yourself and be the best there ever was uh, and play Pokemon? I, I don't know, but I will, I will say, because the girls don't listen to this, we are getting them Pokemon Tournament. For oh, Hanukkah, it's so, so good! It's so good. So oh my God. Uh, we might have to plan something around that. I I will come over to your house and play them. At that, okay, so, yeah, and yeah. and we I think we need to get the esports uh, the esports training started so that we can afford college. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, let's let's talk about virtual reality, which is a favorite of <laughs> of at least two hosts on this show. Um, Oculus Touch. <laughs> it, the controllers are finally here. The things that um, I can remember Georgia talking about how one of the things about HTC Vive that really made it superior was uh, the, the controllers and having the ability to kind of see more of yourself in there. And Brie, you also touched on that because you kind of talked about the, the science behind that. So yeah. now that the Oculus Touch controllers are here, uh, is, is the game, Im- or, I mean, is the, is the device improved? Okay, Georgie, you go first. You go first. You go first. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so I was a, a really, I, I had both. We, we talked so much about VR, but I really found that the Vive was superior because of its um, controllers and that it's so much more immersive. And now that the Oculus Touch controllers are here and the games that come with uh, the Ocul- that they have on Oculus Touch, wow, this is impressive. Yep. The, I, I always liked um, Oculus's headset better and the controllers. Now, I'm not sure that I actually like the controllers themselves better than the Vive's controllers, which I want to actually talk to you about, Brie. I find that Oculus Touch's controllers have a little, a few too many buttons. I find it, now again, I'm not sure if it's that learning curve that I am more comfortable with the Vive because I've used them now for like, I don't know, two or three months and so I'm not, or maybe four. Anyways, I've, I've used them for longer, so I'm not sure if it's that. But I do find that it's a little bit less intuitive than I found the Vives controllers, which were almost intuitive right away, pointing in how you hold them. But the games, and with Oculus, with the controllers, I believe that if you get the extra camera, this may be, with the extra camera, that is, and that's a huge <sighs> cost, may even be a superior system to the Vive. What? Which is saying a lot because I'm a huge HTC Vive fan. But wow, this is so much fun. There are games on this that are really innovative, completely different. We spoke um, with Simone um, on Rocket about, um, uh, what is it called? Something Hot? Super, uh, super hot. hot, yeah. yeah super super hot. hot. I have not yeah. yet played it. My husband's like, you have to play this game. I've been in session all day. It's like long. It's the holidays. People are uh, having a lot of different struggles, so I've been working extra long hours. Uh, but that it's like monumental, completely different, a new way to play the game, and a great way to play the game in VR because you use your whole body. Really awesome, Bree. Tell me, what are your thoughts? 
Well, I completely agree with that. I think what I like about the uh, what I like about the Oculus Touch controllers, like you, you mentioned, it has a lot more buttons on it. So, um, you know, basically on the Vive, you pretty much just have one trigger button. I mean, it's a little more complicated than that, but it, it's not it's not a very buttony controller. No, the Oculus Touch um, it has. It has, um, so like hold your hand out in front of you. So your thumb is one button. Uh, it'll hold down if it's on a certain part of the sensor. It will detect if it's down or not, like if you're closing a fist. And there's also two buttons up there and, um, and like a, a 360 joystick. Then there's also a trigger button. And then the thing I think is most innovative is there's a palm button. So your three yeah. fingers down there, yeah. um, if you push that into the controller, it will like close those fingers. So pretty much any game you play is going to have a representation of your hands in front of you. And, you know, as you move your different fingers, it's indicated on it. So wow. if you reach down and Which pick something. Which is really cool. It's very immersive. Yeah. So yeah. like uh, a lot of games you play, you'll like reach down to pick up ammo and you'll have to, it's not just holding a trigger to pick up ammo. You actually have to use your hand to pick up the ammo. Um, I think the tracking on it is really sketchy. We only have two cameras. Our third is on the way. And right. for a lot of the games, if you get turned around just a yes. little bit behind you, the world starts shaking and it's mm. crap. Absolutely true. Yeah. Um, but when it's working, when you're facing the television, it is a drastically superior product, in my opinion. Uh, Super Hot is good. My favorite game on it is Space Pirate Trainer. And this is, I have to tell you, if this was in an arcade, it would be just a hit game. So what it is, is you're always facing forward and you're looking out over a cliff and there are various waves of enemies coming yeah. in. So you're shooting up at these robots and you can either go two blasters, a shield and a blaster. And My like, favorite. The, yeah. Or, or the gun, you can be in like uh, Uzi mode or single shot mode. Sounds or like it was made mode. by Frank Wu. There's no tanks. No tanks. It's a very, it's um, a very. One star. <laughs> it's, it's a very reflexy game like you've got to yes. run around and, and dodge bullets in your living room so um, oh, that sounds awesome it, it's really good it really mm -hmm. requires you build up these physical skills uh, I'm about to try a demo of something uh, a friend sent me where I hook up my bike in the living room and put it up on the maglev thing so you pedal but it doesn't go anywhere and you go on like virtual tours Oh, yes, cool. I'm, I'm really yes. excited about that. I think it's a, a much better product, uh, especially the Bullet Train demo. I've got to tell you guys about yeah, this. Yeah, it's so, pretty sick. Bullet Train is by Epic with the Unreal Engine 4. And you start off and you're in a train and it is as close as you're ever going to get to being feeling like you are Neo from the Matrix. In the Matrix, you know it. Uh, no, you, really, you, like, say really. what it's like when you have, like, that slowdown and you're, like, catching bullets and throwing them back. You do. Bullets come at you and, like, you've got to knock them out of the way and you guns knock up in your hand yeah. and, like, all these enemies are flanking you on all different sides and you're just shooting them. Then you teleport across the board. You'll God. grab a grenade, throw it up in the air, grab a shotgun, <laughs> boom, blow up the grenade. <laughs> Enemies die. You'll teleport up to the top of it. You're shooting people. It rewards you for shooting them in the head. Um, 
And it's just, it's a really, really fun, fantastic combat experience. Uh, I can't wait for that whole game. It's called uh, Robo uh, Revolution. So, mm. uh, Robo Recall, rather. So, I, I know I've been talking a lot. I'll say one last thing. George, the thing I really like about the Oculus Touch, um, I don't like guns. I don't own guns. I don't believe in guns. But I really like shooting as a hobby. <laughs> I, grew up in, I grew up in Mississippi, and I've spent a lot of time shooting 9mm guns, uh, and my favorite type of game to play in an arcade is a light gun game. Right. Um, what right. I love about the Oculus is if you're shooting, the way the handle and the trigger are aimed, it feels like you're holding a gun. The Vive feels more like you're holding uh, the things the air traffic controllers wave up and down on the runway. Yes, like a baton. It, yeah, it's a baton. Uh-huh. It's aimed up. So there's this disconnect when you're trying to shoot because you're like aiming your wrist down, which gets uncomfortable after a while. So, yeah. Have you played um, Unspoken? Yes. This is also a really interesting game where you get to be a mage. And I think that it, they should have, um, it, there's a lot of buttons to remember. And so sometimes you can get frustrated with trying to figure out what you're doing. So you're a mage and you're fighting other people um, and monsters. But the cool part is that your hand movements are your spells. Yeah. So when you're, you can shoot out, you hold down the trigger buttons and then put your hands together towards your chest and then push forward and a flaming uh, skull comes out. Mm, so, so this sold. is like, oh, this I'm is just insomniac. screaming. Okay. I don't know, Like I'm like I'm like going uh, out at it. So um, unfair. Yeah. This sounds so awesome. <laughs> I love I love the mage character. I like I love playing a, a magician or a sorcerer or something like this. So to actually do the movements, oh my god, this sounds incredible. It's it's pretty. It's hard. It's not an easy game. There's a lot of buttons. You need to spend the time with it. I think that the uh, they should have given you instead of you get all your spells and everything you can do at the beginning. I think they should have piecemealed them before you can like shoot javelins and you're like hammering stuff. It's a little bit much for me. Um, I can get frustrated, but that feeling of it's the movement that you're making instead of the buttons that you press is so neat. And there's also a really great gunslinging game uh, that my husband likes. I have to think about what the name is. I'll probably dead and buried. That's it. Which we're going to try to play together. So we have the vibe, we have Oculus, and the coolest thing is that my husband and I have set pillows up in the middle of our floor, so we have our spaces so we don't smash each other in the head, which has happened. Oh my god. And um, we're busy playing um, Battle Dome and Paintball in Rec Room together, and we're on the same team playing together, and it's a great feeling. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. I don't like that game as much. It does have horde mode, which I like, but playing with different people, it's a real crapshoot online. I'd love to play yes, some time with that Georgia. That would be fun. Um, a game I just bought today on it is called Arizona Sunshine. And oh. guys, this is the fantasy. This is this is it. This is you're living in the zombie apocalypse. And oh, this is really to... scary, though. This is the really scary one, oh, isn't it? Oh, it's so scary, but it's awesome. Oh God, so if you can headshot the zombies, you're going to be fine. Oh, hell I yeah. Don't really I don't know. Shot. What's it called? <laughs> Arizona <laughs> Sunshine. A.K.A. Oh. the Yasmin Evgen story. Yes. <laughs> yes. Lots of zombies and, like, you know, going through environments trying to find ammo. It's it's just so much fun. It does crash quite a bit, um, and I'm frustrated about that because it is a fifty dollar game. But mm. this looks really scary, Brie. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't That's know. Why I, I like I, it. I get, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to see about that one. That yeah. one might yeah. be too much for me. Have, have <laughs> either of you gotten to try Thumper in VR yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Have you, have you heard about Thumper? No. Do you play the rabbit? Not Thumper the rabbit. Um, oh, because I was all I, excited when I thought it was Thumper the Rabbit. No, it's uh, I, I so actually, I actually just got it for the PS4, and I like I like it a lot. But I'm not, I'm obviously not playing it in VR. But it's a, and I don't know if the if the PC VR support has come out yet, or it's just for the PS4. Um, but it's a rhythm game, and you're like this scarab on a track, and you're like fighting these like amorphous alien things. And you have to, you know, like, turn at the time that you see, like, this red rail to protect yourself and, like, but uh, it's a rhythm game, so it's all in time with with the things that are coming down the track at the time. And I, I like it a lot just as a as a rhythm game, but I've heard that it's amazing in VR. Bree, you oh. like rhythm games, don't you? Yeah, I do. I love dance music. I've been frustrated that there really aren't uh, fantastic games for that yet in VR. So, yeah, I don't know. Check that out, Steve. Yeah, I think that it is for PlayStation VR. I might be wrong, but everything that I see is talking about it with PlayStation VR. We can try. I Like, Renee has it, so I can go over to his place. Oh, no, it's going to get Oculus and Vive support as well. So. Sometime this year, oh. and this year is not is not much longer, so hopefully that'll be soon. But I, I'd, be, I'd be interested to hear what the, that experience is like, because it's really like, it's almost like Res in a way. Um, where it's just very immersive when you're when you're in it, but I, I've I've heard that it's a lot more like immersive when you're in VR. Obviously, so sorry about that outburst. I'm watching a tutorial or the yeah tutorial in the background of Arizona Sunshine. Yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's <is> terrifying. <laughs> I just saw this yeah. scary zombie oh, woman coming at great. me, and that's okay. Not... I have to I have to say something about that. It is, guys, I am. So it's so frustrating that this game assumes that you're a dude. And then just a coincidence, I guess, like for the women that you, for the guys you run into, you got frat guys, you got old guys, you got police. It's like a, a great range of people. We're all Lots the women. They're half naked zombies in bikinis. And then the, the oh. one black dude that Ooh, they no have that I've to played that. so far. It's, it's gross. And it's, it's just, but then they have the black guy be like the the mega zombie you've just got to keep shooting over and over again because he won't go down and it's just like it's it's such the product of a failure of diversity on a dev team yeah well there was that wasn't there there was that game that just came i forget what the name of it was where you can't play it if you're under five foot six because yeah. it's yes. it's like a shooting game that yeah it's it's yeah. tracking if you're crouching and if you're below that then it can't tell if you're crouching or standing yeah and i'm below five foot six by the way it was uh it's a a game a military game really a, a very nice game it caused a lot of vertigo uh for my husband and i'm i'm five four so it thinks that i'm crouching all the time <laughs> that's it's terrible true. but also kind of funny just thinking of like <laughs> you always playing in a crouched position yeah. but i'm, I'm curious right. like if you wore i don't know those moon boots from the really? what was that like the 90s my Maybe God. you play. Are you just <laughs> No, you just need like six inches more of pillows on your floor. Right. And then I you're don't all need set. To stand on a chair. I think the dev team should just update their damn product. That's <laughs> <laughs> be a good idea. Although Georgia in moon boots is also not a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, Georgia, are you really five feet tall? 
I am. I'm. I'm taller than. I, I'm larger than a hobbit. Is really what I want to let you know. I, I think of you. Just so you know, I think of you as like a nine foot Amazon <laughs> that I talk to every week. So, just oh. so you know, like I imagine oh. you as like uh, like Mothra. I, like who? Like Mothra. Like Mothra? No, not like that. <laughs> Mothra. Well, I didn't want to say Godzilla because you're Godzilla. So, you know, Mothra is the next, next, uh, next best thing. I don't know. Maybe just a I'll killer take... robot. That's, okay. that's well, so Mecha you. Godzilla. That's why I love you, Brie. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Brie. Yes. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten – I haven't had the opportunity to, to meet you in person yet. So, I know. Yeah. Michael, but what I, is up with that? I think I picture you as, as taller than what you say you are. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be very sorely disappointed. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not disappointed. Oh, man. Uh, because, again, I'm just going to get you some moon boots and everything will be fine. Right, and everything's going to be okay then. Uh, and do you know oh, they've dear. done studies that have shown that height is a huge advantage in an election? Because people perceive you when you're taller as being more confident and more in charge. So I'm going to use this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've already yeah. had It's really, in- actually, tall. it's very interesting. Height does. Uh, we're also um, very superficial. So looks do, um, sh- body shape, size. We, are, we, we like to think of ourselves as higher people. I guess these elections yeah. have shown us that we're not really. Um, but yeah, all of these different variables do make a difference also uh, perceived wealth. Um, the way that you, you're spoken, even your um, accent, it's very interesting. We we are are much more superficial than we often give ourselves credit for. And, you know, education is the only thing that fights against that. I, I have to say, like, one of the things that um, is really kind of a, a disconnect in my mind is with my, my voice changing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think of myself as like, you know, Commander Shepard and kind of tough and talking down here. And now it's like, it's just, I don't know. I really worry that I'm going to be taken seriously. What is that like when, when, um, when you hear yourself? It's strange. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, it's making me, um, realize if I'm going to be running for office, I do need to, I'm going to have to learn to speak more down here where it sounds more powerful and kind Mm. of commanding. And I'm really going to have to work on enunciating my syllables a little bit more. So yeah, it's, it's this whole new range of stuff I've never had to think about because I do think that like higher voices, I think that they tend to get dismissed a bit. Mm. That's true. Yeah. 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 I think that's accurate. And I think it, I, I mean, it plays into you know, whenever you see uh, people parodying um, humans, who it's always like the 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 ditzy character, mm. or however you want to put it, is quote unquote valley girl, and has mm-hmm. that higher, uh, longer syllabic range, and and you know that kind of thing. So certainly, it is uh, a built in. A, a built-in prejudice Bias. that we have, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if you would like to get in touch and uh, leave your questions for Bree and her run, uh, here's how you can do that. You can call us at 508-418-3532 and leave a voicemail, or you can tweet us at underscore disruption FM with the hashtag disrupt me. Or if you would rather keep it private, you can send us a direct message. Please let us know if you'd like us to use your name on the show. Otherwise, we default to anonymous. Uh, 
uh, please go and review the show on iTunes. I remind you that you don't have to write a review if you don't want to. You can just hit those stars and give us, remember, five stars or one star. We don't accept anything in between. Uh, but we do love to see your review notes. So please, if you would like, uh, leave us a written review as well. You can find the show notes at relay.fm slash disruption. If you are looking for me online, sometimes every once in a blue moon, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Micah Sargent. Mostly it's just links to Instagram of my dogs, photos of my dogs. Uh, Steve, if people are looking for you online, where can they find you? Well, they can find me getting ready for my staycation next week where hopefully I will catch up on all the video games and you will you will find me on Twitter at Wicked Good. And Bree, now that you're back, where can people find you? Uh, yeah, probably on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. Maybe. I started checking Facebook again. Uh, now that I have to run, I'm probably going to actually use Instagram at some point. But Twitter's <laughs> Twitter's good for now. At Space Cat Gal. At Space Cat Gal, the infamous address. <laughs> and Georgia, if people are looking to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Well, first, I want you guys to send out some support for Brie for running. Um, and then after you can check me out on Twitter, it's at Georgia underscore Dow. And if you're dealing with anxiety, depression, parenting issues, or sleep issues, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. What can about I say something parenting? about that really quickly, Georgia? I have a friend of mine that's yeah. thinking about making a business of like sending out feminists like a subscription service for feminists with like self-care packages every single month. And I'm like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. And she should like that's talk to idea. Georgia Dow and get those videos oh, yeah. every single oh, month and like have that. Like, wouldn't that be like the most awesome thing ever? I don't know. That would be awesome. And and I think that that's a, that's a beautiful thing to put together because um, it's a, like, you know, fighting for issues that you believe in. It's exhausting and you do need oh. to really check up your self-care. So I think that's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Beautiful. I, that, that sounds awesome. Um, I guess all that's left is for Steve to say that thing he says every week. So Steve, take it away. It's a Mario time. <laughs> no. Terminated. Go, go, go. The show's over. Go. Goodbye. <laughs> Love you.